Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's Thursday. It's the Luca Pete Show. I'm the Pete part of that particular contingent, and Mr. Luke Moore is joining me. Luke, thanks for coming along. Thanks for hanging out in my studio. Do you reckon you could do this on your own? What do you mean? The way you said that is like, thanks for coming along, as in it's optional. But do you reckon There's you could do There's very few podcasts that are just a guy speaking. I mean, that is kind of like, you know, the, 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 the stereotype of the... Well, the stereotype of the white man podcast is very much like that would be distilled down to the very sort of minimum, wouldn't it? Like, that's kind of like homeopathic levels of white man podcast. It's not four people in a room talking about video games or, 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 yeah. or, or films or whatever. This is very much like it's one person just delivering a soliloquy to fucking nobody. Oh, having, having done several radio shows live where the co-hosts were poor, it's a lot harder. <laughs> but, but also... Is this um, why this show has kind of like sustained? Because I'm an excellent sidekick. I think we had a vote, didn't we? And I was voted as your sidekick, I think. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, oh, you're, yeah, you're, you're, very, much, you're very much the main event on this show. But I, I, you say that about single well, men talking into a mic and that's the podcast. Are you familiar with the... Um, the far right community in the United States. Uh, yes, because very. They do a lot of a lot that. of forums because you look like you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do. They do a lot of stuff down the barrel, don't they? A lot, lot of it's TV, admittedly, but it's kind of oh, YouTube-y like the kind of Twitch, kind of like you know, your Alex Jones kind of. I don't know the thing. I'm yeah. gonna. I sent you a video of Alex Jones um, <laughs> eating horse medicine on uh, Infowars. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah. That's been a problem, hasn't it? Is it Invermectin or something? Yeah. Apparently, Joe Rogan had the human version of it, and he was uh, very. Uh, he he was fine. He said, <laughs> so, thought, and, he, and 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 it's it's a bit of a problem, isn't it? <laughs> when you I find at, the whole Joe his... Rogan thing really really odd. <laughs> Don't you? What do you mean? As in, like, well, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? I guess for people buy uh, characters in, but you've got to take everything <laughs> in with on, him. On one hand, he is hugely problematic. On the other hand, it's very hard to deny it appears to be what the people want. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. Because his numbers are unbelievable. I know, like, um, a few, like, and it's mainly, like, young kind of 18-year-olds. I know a lot of young 18-year-olds, um, yeah. male, males. Um, and they they always sort of, like, will go, yeah, Joe Rogan was uh, talking about that. And I'm like, where you, where have you got that? Why are it's you like, listening to Joe Rogan? It's like the old um, adage, like, I would say to people, you know, partly because I'm pretentious, even though I don't mean to be, and partly because it is genuinely true. Mm. I never watch ITV, for example, right? right. The only time I watch ITV is because it's, it's a football game on, mm. right? They, they have the England games, for example. And, and Dancing on Ice, of course. You love Dancing on Ice. It's your favourite thing. Mimi quite a lot like that. Mm. But, but, but honestly, I, I genuinely say uh, to, to, to people, and I, I, I firmly believe this, you could remove ITV from my TV, and I wouldn't really... It'd take me ages to notice. Yeah, no, I agree. But the point is, a lot of people watch it. Yeah. It's massive. Mm. And it's the same with Joe Rogan. Like I, if, if Joe Rogan has a guest on that I am personally interested in. So, for example, he's had like Malcolm Gladwell on. Mm. He's had like interesting people. Oh, but that's the thing. I mean, it's actually like... really good, but it goes on way too long. And then sometimes every so often he'll. 
drop a bombshell. And you're like, where'd that come from? <laughs> in the way that you kind of, um, in the way that like Mark Maron um, built his kind of career exactly. on on just having absolutely massive guests. Yes. But if anyone looked at their figures, I'd sort of go, people skip past the first hour and a half of him just talking about his failed relationships and his miserable uh, life and playing guitar and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I remember he was one of the original ones. I remember listening to that show quite a lot. Yeah. Well, look, he, he, he forged but, but a career out of it. It's an interesting question, though, isn't it? Because um, it's almost a, uh, so. So I don't want to get too kind of deep about it, but like news and entertainment's been massively blurred, mm. right? So the idea being that um, if you are if, if you are someone who essentially because of the way the internet's kicked everyone's asses and no one really knew what to expect, and now all of a sudden the idea of chasing ratings or chasing clicks or whatever for a, what is ostensibly some kind of news offering has taken arguably precedence over the actually reporting the news. So yeah. comment and commentary and opinion has become mm-hmm. really big. Yeah. That's really a difficult square to circle because you've got someone like Joe Rogan, who he is essentially an entertainment show. Well, he's ultimately just an entertainment show. But he's dishing out things that he says are factual. Mm. But they're not always factual. Mm. But on the other hand, like his, his listenership is gigantic. Yeah. So how do you deal with that? Is what I'm saying. Yeah. You can't really send. It's not really. It's kind of a bit of a get out of jail free card. Not really solving the problem thing to try and censor it. Mm. But then, what people also say, the argument goes along another step, and they say, well, that Milo guy, that complete fucking idiot Milo, mm. who was completely deplatformed, and now he's nowhere. Yeah. So maybe it does work. Oh, it but is it the right? Yeah. But is it the right thing to do? Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's a very complicated situation we've got for us. We've we've weaved a, we've we've woven a tangled web. But it's, here, ne- Pete. It, but it's never the host itself. It's always the, the the company that has a responsibility. Like you know, your your, your providers, Facebook. You know, no, any, but if any... Joe Rogan had his own only his own platform, he would still be huge. Uh, yeah, but he but he's built his whole uh, career on someone else's platform, and yes, someone will sort of move in. But that that money has to come from somewhere. And if advertisers uh, aren't aren't up for paying for it, presumably, and and the kind of like the, the market isn't up for for paying for it, presumably, like the, there's only so many Coca Colas that have the kind of finances that could finance a, a deal like that. You know what mm. I mean? You, mm. you need you need to play the you know toe the line a little bit and be palatable uh, to um, pressure groups that would otherwise have you have you chucked off off the platform. I think uh, you ha- you've still yeah. got to be slightly responsible. And and we've said it before, like. Advertising is frequently in 2021 a, a cause for you know a cause for change and a cause for good because that is a market pressure that you can apply. Yeah, you know we can uh, force companies into making the right decision by going through the advertising route, and and it's it's happened so many times. It's crazy, absolutely crazy. This is a really big long run up to say that um, that horse medicine is making men infertile, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So people sort of say, "Well, you just let them do it then." Let them do it. <laughs> That's what he said. Let them do it. Nature finds a yeah. way. Yeah. Let them do it. It's like that old, um, wasn't it that famous, that old monastic uh, sect, I don't know, in like 1600s in Spain or whatever, mm. where they were a particularly, you know, particularly virulent, virulent, not virulent, that's the wrong word, completely the wrong word, <laughs> virulent, <laughs> like really faithful, uh, restrictive monastery. Yeah. Where it's just men and they weren't allowed to have any children. And then uh, obviously because... It just died out. So that was the end of that. Oh, right. Okay. That's, yeah, that, yeah, maybe yeah, that's true. what happened with the commentary. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't think ahead there, did no, they? No, exactly. They didn't think ahead. So anyway, oh, um, Pete, this week um, we've got, I believe, and this is really the only place we should really start, I think. Okay. Um, people who listen to this show regularly will have been seduced and I think romanticised and actually mm. very charmed yeah. by Longboy. Longboy, the duck. The, the great duck, uh, that university, the world, I think possibly the world's biggest duck or whatever. But yeah. our friend Dylan has sent us in a link to a new inspirational duck, very much in the spirit of Longboy. Because mm-hmm. I think people probably thought that, 
you know, their chat about you know ducks of note was probably over. Yeah. And that Clash of the Titles doing Howard the Duck live is probably <laughs> as, as, as much as it's going to go, as far as it's going to go. Not so. Dylan sent this in. Pete, um, this is, I believe, a talking duck. A talking Australian duck. Um, and this is what he sounds like. It's just pause it there, Pete, because I think researchers are adamant that this Australian musk duck named Ripper, Ripper. Australian duck, yeah, something we call Ripper, yeah. is repeating the phrase you bloody fool, mm. that he's re- he's repeatedly heard other people say. So what you're supposed to be hearing there is a duck saying, you bloody fool. And the, and the recording sounds a little bit like it was on a wax cylinder from like the 1890s. And it's really <laughs> fast. It's really fast as yeah. well. So here he is uh, saying it a little slower. <laughs> you bloody fool. Now, is this a case of scientists, researchers doing what I believe they always do, mm. where they get into a particular area of science they're really passionate about it and yeah. good for them it's really important for society as we know and the money runs out and they they just they just are insistent that this is what's happening and this mm. is a great new area of of, of um of, of science and as you said the money runs out and they want to get their their um their funding yeah no i i i think that is definitely the case <laughs> just i but i i don't think ducks can really mimic can they and they certainly can't mimic sound so i've heard of several d- by the birds that can, but I'm, yeah. I don't remember if don't a, the duck is, duck is in one. there. But do you yeah. prefer that duck or do you prefer a long boy? Uh, no, I prefer a long boy because he's just magnificent. Uh, but uh... <laughs> did you hear me bang my knee against the table? He's so excited. Yeah. You bloody fool! You bloody, <laughs> you bloody fool! Also, can he's I, a lovely little chap. Can though? I just be a little bit more controversial and say, yeah. that even that if dog is a shit, even even if Ripper, Ripper. was saying you bloody fool, mm. the ramifications are still quite underwhelming. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, because well, we've known that that birds can repeat people anyway. It doesn't tell. Oh, us Oh yeah. So what are we it? learning out about? It it? Tell yeah. us anything. I don't know. I, I, I would want to know who's been messing with that duck saying, uh, "You bloody fool." Because it, if you could teach, so you can teach a budge, a budge, a budgie to budge. to repeat words you or are. a cockatoo or mm. whatever. Mm. Other than the fact that it's just quite a novelty and like back in the 1920s <laughs> people liked it as part of a circus or something. <laughs> What's it actually doing? Because a dog can fetch stuff. Yeah. You know, dogs can do stuff. What, what are we What are we getting out of that? Why is it so good? Well, it, it has very few uses, I suppose. Um, there's very few... We can't make any money out of it. No. We can't teach other birds to do anything through it. I, I, yeah, there's a very, there's very few applications to having anyone being able to say "you bloody fool" at any point, really. <laughs> sounds quite Welsh. <laughs> you bloody fool. That yeah, sounds quite Welsh, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, just changing train slightly. Do you remember on Monday I told you I was going to say a story about? Um, on Monday I told you about my friend Phil who runs a guest house. Right. Okay. I also, for some reason, earlier today, you and I were chatting, and the country of Bahrain came up. Bahrain. And. Um, Phil also used to live in Bahrain. Oh. And he told me that his earliest memory, he was very young when he lived there, his earliest memory was being told by his parents and any adult, don't go to the playground um, during the day. Yeah. Bahrain, Middle East, really fucking hot. Right. Yeah. You can't. You no, can't go to the playground. You just can't. Yeah. Why is the playground even there? <laughs> and every kid knew that. A night playground. I guess it was probably a winter evening playground, maybe. Yeah. And every kid knew that. He said, he maintains to me, and listen, this is a story that you might, if you're squeamish, you might not want to hear. Mm. So take it on advice from me that you might not want to hear this. It's a fucking good story, though. Uh, he said that there was a girl who, about his age or a bit older, who never got that advice. Right. And just ran away from her parents, got to the top of the slide, 
slid down the slide. And you can imagine what happened. Burned bum. Skin came off. Legs, bum, everything. <laughs> yeah. Big burn bum. That is bad, yeah. You That's don't want to be leaving part of your body at the top of the slide, <laughs> do you? Well, that... Yeah, that is horrific. That is absolutely horrific. Bad. The worst. The it's worst. Bad. I seen her what I don't get is why she sat on it and went, yeah, I'm sliding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... I. Uh, how did her body allow her to slide? How... I don't think if you're... If you're already getting welded to the fucking slide, how are you even sliding? That's what I want to know. Maybe your shoes would melt. It's a classic... It's a classic tale that someone told me. Mm. Might be apocryphal. Tale as old as time. Song as old as rhyme. <laughs> Burning on the slide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could fry an egg down that slide. Probably could. Do you remember when people used to be well into it in the 80s, frying, showing, saying that you could fry an egg on the car bonnet yeah. and stuff? And you'd have a uh, car bonnet would work, but I think like, they used to say on the, on the sidewalk and people would do it and it was always underwhelming. You wouldn't want to eat that egg. But it's I... the sort of egg you'd see on top of steak tartare, yeah. uncooked. Uh, yeah. And people would, um, that would be what passes for entertainment by then. Mm. Like, and then, you know, and, then uh, on a, and if you do it near a canal, the ducks will go past and go, you bloody fool. That's one of my children. <laughs> one of my eggs. One of my eggs. <laughs> do, you, do you think there was a time when it was like, your world was very small because there's no internet. Then for about five years, the internet was amazing. And now it's fucking hellish. Yeah. I just want to, I want to find out things away from the internet. That's why I started a drive. But there's some. <laughs> I want to visit that weird M1 um, porno emporium. So a lot of, a lot of. <laughs> A lot of a lot of people are fond of saying that instead of exploring outer space, mm. why the reason that the space journey that we've been on, when you explore your butt, has been, yeah, has been, has been has been underwhelming, yeah, is because finances and big decision makers on Earth decided to explore cyberspace instead, right? Mm. So that's where all the attention went because it was right. so so revolutionary. But in a way, that's a shame because mm. back in the day, as a kid, if someone said something to you, you couldn't really prove it. You, yeah. couldn't, you couldn't say because uh, you'd have people who go, oh, "Yeah, Michael Jackson went to my house and used a toilet." Yeah, or whatever. I do have a Ninja Turtles two VHS that my yeah. dad got from the old rig. Now you can go, "Bang, Michael Jackson's dead." Didn't ex- or, did, doesn't exist, mate. The yeah. film doesn't exist yet. Or bang, the film's not been made. Yeah. You're talking fucking shit, right? <laughs> um, or you know, whatever. Back then, it, 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 you would there'd be no way of kind of telling people. And then for about five years, like I say, you're a big fan of saying this as well. The internet was amazing. It was Wild West. No, it's just shit. Yeah, and then the money men got involved. No, it's, <laughs> no, People say that same thing about Luke and Peter. Inspirational messages good on, until on the Instagram. Mon- it's good until the money men got involved. <laughs> but anyway, listen, before we move to a break, what you got planned for this weekend? Um, you know what? I've given myself a weekend off. I'm, I'm not doing nothing. I'm, I'm, I said, I'm not doing nothing. I've been doing too much. We had the, I had a week of um, planning videos and stuff for the for the old uh, old podcast festival weekend last week. Anyway, lovely time. Thank you, anyone who came down for the shows. Yeah. Um, and um, the week before that, I was doing something. I just watched well, having a week off, weekend off. Not what does a weekend anything. off look like to you? Look, walking a dog, you have access oysters. to eat a lot of oysters. I've you've got, got access to. Yeah, eating constant um, seafood, just whelks and cockles and yeah. peppery, vinegary. Blech. So you're not going to do anything for my birthday weekend? Oh, when's your birthday? You know birthday. Oh, it's Monday, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. So we're going for a meal, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Not, not just you and me, though. Oh, <laughs> I would be up for that. But... Mimi's fuming. Absolutely fuming. She, she's used to it. Things change, baby. They do. They <laughs> do. <laughs> baby. Yeah. I'm very much enjoying saying baby, like uh, the mum out of the TV show Shits Creek. It was the mum out of Home Alone. She is. Baby. There was an episode of Shits Creek playing out in my house yesterday. Yeah. Sweet beans, baby. All right. Baby. Listen, on that note, let's have a little break. When we All come right. back, we'll do some battery brands. And then we'll also do a couple more of your emails. It's going to be lots of fun. So don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a minute. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're back with the Luke and the Pete Shaw. We've got some uh, battery brands, Luke, we've got to get through. Um... I'm going to kick off with Kyogo, uh, who sent in some judo batteries on Twitter. Is that um, Celtics Kyogo Furuhashi, maybe? Oh, it'd be amazing if it would be amazing if it was. Really get, really ingratiating himself into the, the culture yeah. of, uh, of Britain. Of Luke and Pichon. Do you want to do the search, do you? I'll, I'll, do, I'll do the search if you want, if okay, you want to crack on for... Uh, what was the name of the uh, batteries? The battery brand is Judo. Judo. I think we've had those before, mate. Uh... We have had uh, judos before on several occasions, uh, so unlucky. Yeah, a lot, a lot of things coming in about the. Um, I see you know your judo well, sir, or whatever. You know, the, yeah, uh, that guy. Um, so it's a little bit confusing, but no, we've already had judo. Unfortunately, thank you, Kyogo, for getting in touch. Though, and good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Get some like proper branded batteries. Presumably, yeah. you can afford it. Yeah. Um, ben Holden has been in touch from Finland. Mm. No less. I've never been to... Have I been to Finland? No, I haven't. Have I been to Finland? I always get always surprised. When I have been, uh, which is once, I am uh, very surprised how close it is to Russia. It's yeah. weirdly close to Russia. So a friend of mine's mother is Finnish. Right. She's half Finnish, obviously. Mm. So I've got a little bit of access into the, how it all works through that. How it all works. And the language is very, very weird. Yeah. Like, so you've got... I think, I think you've got probably Denmark, Sweden, Norway are kind of their own thing. Mm. Iceland get involved a little bit sometimes, mm. and Finland. I don't think Finland are minor bit kind of in between, aren't they? Isn't it like all, like Iceland's like the proper old school language, and then going east, it just gets nearer and nearer. I yeah, but I think the traditional the tr- traditional categorization of Scandinavia, mm. I think it's just Denmark, Sweden, and Norway. Yeah. Okay. Someone once told me that the way Iceland was populated was the second-born sons of Denmark got pissed off and not getting anything, mm. and went to Iceland and started their own thing. Oh, interesting. But I don't know. That's true. Yeah, because like, like who? What was his bloody name now? Uh, some guy just united Denmark when it was just an absolute shit pit. It was just all different kind of wards and stuff, and they just kind of united everyone. Um, and he had a Bluetooth. I think his nickname. That's where the word Bluetooth comes from. Harold, um, it's Harold Bluetooth. Harold right? Bluetooth. Yeah. Um, oh right, that's sort interesting. Of like, and, and Bluetooth is. I can only look at um, history. <laughs> through the you know through mobile phone technology it seems but yeah he he was Harold Bluetooth and he and he united Denmark and uh, we named Bluetooth after him because that they unites um, devices so to speak that is great great that is great so apparently yeah he had just yeah. looking him up now he introduced Christianity to Denmark and consolidated his rule over most of Jutland mm. and Zealand and ruled as king of Denmark from 958 to 986 but Ben 
You fucked it, mate, because yeah. Rimbaud Bratries have been uh, mentioned many, many times. Okay, so that's mm. a little bit of con- con- controversy there. Matt, but there's a, there's a, a big bit of controversy here because although we officially said that um, that someone, I forget who it was now, entered Carrera Batteries in and they were a new player last week, we've actually been shown a tweet saying that Ben Whitney sent in Carrera Batteries on Twitter the 5th of December 2018. Oh, okay. So there weren't actually a new player, Carreras. Sorry, mate. This what are you going to do? Nightmare. This is a nightmare. I mean, we run this show like an absolute fucking shit show, so don't <laughs> worry about it. You missed out on Ben's email he um, sent in um, in Finnish. Thank you very much and keep up the great show. How do you say it? Kitos paljon ja jatka hva chota jatlesia. I had a go. I had a go. That was close. Shall I have a go? Have a go. Kritos Pajon Jajatka Hiva Toyota Natalesia. I think that visa soft one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably is. Oh, the same as that Danish thing. Natalesia. Natalesia. Okay. Listen, Ben. The word word for alkaline battery in Finnish is alkali paristo or alkalisked battery. I'm loving it. I am loving it. Uh, Ben, let us know who did the pronunciation best. Uh, and we get a battery to eat yeah. afterwards. It's the most confused I've been since I went to Iceland and bought a chocolate bar, which was full of licorice. Yes, please. Yeah, you would loved nice. it. I bloody didn't. <laughs> um, so that's the batteries. Do send your battery brands in. We are mm-hmm. desperate for some new players. We haven't had any for a little while mm. because of the Carrera controversy and because of this week people have fallen short. Mm-hmm. But we'll look again next week, uh, next Thursday. Now... Email time. Let's see what we've got here. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. Here's an email from Dev. Dev. I've had this one on the slate for a while. It's about long walks. Remember <laughs> we talked about the amount of steps people could do and the long walks and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Well, Dev's been in touch from Melbourne, Australia. Nice. You been to I Melbourne? Like it. No, never been to Australia. Never dirty my boots. No? Can't speak the language. <laughs> you don't fancy Australia or New Zealand, no? Nah, it's just Britain, but art in it. <laughs> New Zealand looks nice. It's Looks all leafy and stuff. Lovely. Yeah. You're going all the way to Japan. You should just tack something on, mate. Yeah. It's only, well, another, it's only another 14 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you would you like Australia? Do you think? I don't think I'd like Australia because um, uh, it's just isn't it just Britain but hot? It's just yeah, Britain and all the men hot. are alpha males. All the men, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and all like the men that. can do stuff. Yeah, I've seen Fifty First Dates, whatever it's called. Oh, what's um, that? Is it for, where you no? New new bride date. Oh, like, married first, married married first, first sight. Australia, yeah. New bride date. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? It's all about? fucking nonsense. Why yeah. am I? I shouldn't be pilloried for, for just throwing words at a wall. What do you reckon about married at first sight? Uh, <laughs> Imagine if you were on that. Just a lot a lot of modern, it's probably not as far, a lot of modern reality TV. Uh, people get very serious very quickly. Yes. And I don't understand no. how they can sell that when they're not actors. They're not very good at it. So I not, I'm, thinking, I'm not buying it. If I'm on Married at First Sight and you're the one they pair me up with, yeah. lots to take in. <laughs> lots to take in. Sure, battery brand. <laughs> Have you seen Married at First Sight? You know who's obsessed with it? Who? Uh, Jules. Yeah, no, Married she at First Sight. It. So we watched Married at First Sight Australia right the way through. Um, and everyone's just mad. Everyone's yeah. just absolutely mad. Same Crazy. with 90 Day Fiance, by the way. Yeah, all that stuff. All, yeah. that, all that mad stuff. There's like a, isn't there a UK variant where there was a clip going around where the... Um, this woman goes up the aisle and the the groom goes, oh, hello, you're very pretty. And then somebody shouted from the crowd, that's the bridesmaid, Dave. That's the bridesmaid. It wasn't staged. It wasn't staged. 
Fuck you. I don't know where they get these people. And then there was this one scene uh, that Sarah's watching, and uh, it seemed to be going quite well. He seemed like a normal bloke, um, ex-army. And then he did one of the most horrific fucking speeches uh, saying that he demands his fucking breakfast and he likes beans on his breakfast. Like, this really misogynistic piece of shit speech. Right. Really put everyone's teeth on edge. And then it went back to her going, I'm just really looking forward to getting annoying more. You've, you've got to annoy him more. <laughs> he just did horrible fucking speech. He done a bash yeah, on the head. That's not ideal, is it? Not ideal. I think, Terrible. I think the same way the internet went to shit when the money men got involved, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. When people worked out how to monetize it. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, properly. Yeah, brands, that kind of stuff. I'll just do it again. They just go, let's do that again. I think reality. T- I think reality TV went to shit when people realised it was an end of itself. Mm. So, for example, the first series of Big Brother was genuinely interesting. No one knew what to expect. It was normal people. Do you know what I mean? It was mm. actually it was genuinely a social experiment. Yeah. And you could probably argue for the next few seasons or whatever. Now people see it as an end. Right. They think I could be a Ryland Clark. <laughs> well, to be fair, it's gone all right for him. He's great, but mm. Ryland's great. He's talented. He's a good mm. presenter. He's got a lot of charisma. His charisma is underpinned by a good amount of self-awareness and a good amount of self-deprecation. Yeah. So he kind of gets it. Yeah. And that's how he can do you this morning's or your cinch adverts. Good luck to him, I say. <laughs> but he's also... F- he's also thick enough to be a mainstream uh, presenter, which I genuinely think you have to be a bit empty and not really have opinions, like strong opinions about anything that's going to get you into trouble. I, I think, think there's a certain level of really mainstream kind of Saturday night presenter with some varying exceptions. You have to be a little bit basic. <laughs> I think you're right. And I think actually I would go, I would go further. Than there's that, nothing wrong with that. No, I would say absolutely there's nothing wrong with that. And I would also go further and say there's a, a, a great sweet spot mm. of intelligence and thickness mm. that if you're in the entertainment industry or the sporting industry, you can do brilliantly well. Mm. You could, because what you find is, if you're too stupid to do any of it, obviously you're not going to be able to do it, right? You, got, you can't be brain dead thick and mm. be a good TV presenter. No. Right, but, and it's the same with a football manager. Yeah. You, if, if you're too clever, people get intimidated. You alienate people. Your, your jokes or your stories are a bit esoteric. It doesn't work. Mm. If you can get in that sweet spot yeah. where you're not too clever, you're not too stupid, and you look good, and you've got a bit of self-awareness, you're away. Yeah. You are fucking agree. away. And I, I, there's so many examples of that. Um, and Ryland is a great example of it. I don't think for one second Ryland's thick. No. No. I just but think, neither is he clever. I just think that um, as a presenter... Lovely teeth. <laughs> lovely teeth. My, I'm, I was never a good presenter, and I'm still not a good presenter, but the, 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 the times goodness in which me. I... Goodness me. Yeah. The times in which I kind of... Um, tie myself in knots is when I'm trying to think of something clever or funny and I'm not th- clever or funny enough to say it, right? Yeah. And pe- thick people don't generally care about like appearing clever yeah, or, you're or, overthinking or funny. You, you, you don't yeah, have to... So, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm clever enough to try, but I'm not clever enough to do. So that's why I'm bad at my job. <laughs> mine is, I, mine is I'm, I am the exception that proves the sweet spot rule. Because I'm not that clever, but nor am I stupid. I'm still quite bad. <laughs> but I found the same when I was doing radio. Like it's it's fucking hard. I was actually making the point the other day, Pete. Actually, I wonder what you think about this. Sorry, by the way, Dev. Sorry about this. We will get to you in a minute. Um, is that you know? There's a show called I forget what it's called now, but it's on Apple TV and it's got Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. Right. It's a show. Oh, about the uh, breakfast show. Yes, it, like t- Fox or something. Like. So, so that shows you in a weird way how good actors are because. Mm. Being a brilliant, competent-looking 
breakfast show presenter on TV is fucking hard. Mm. And they're acting at doing that. They're not that. Yeah. But if they weren't brilliant at it, it would completely destroy the illusion. Yes. So that shows you in a nutshell how good actors are. When the, people like... Because that's um, a skill. So my, so, my, so my partner is a presenter and has also done some acting. So she's ideal in those little roles where you kind of have to What does to she be, find harder? Uh... I, do, I think she enjoys acting more, but she 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 loves presenting right. as well. She's, right. she's fucking good at presenting. She's fucking good at acting. Uh, but she doesn't get to, to do enough acting, uh, and I, th- I think I think that's fair. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen much of her acting work, but she's a brilliant presenter. But but she and it's effortless, but absolutely effortless. But she's very clever, which is weird. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. go, I'm going back on what I said yeah. earlier on, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she, when you watch people who like, she had a role in like Silent Witness, where you know a five minute thing where she was a, a TV presenter outside she was like a, a newsreader outside yeah, okay. uh, Scotland Yard or whatever yeah. now actors doing that role it's fucking hard yeah. because they're too acty yeah. they put too much into it um, it never looks news, yeah, newsreaders and news anchors, they're, they're coming at it from a different direction. 100%. They're information and stuff. So you can always tell uh, about a poorly acted. It's quite hard and tricky to do, I think. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my point is, you're absolutely right. And I'm, I'm, I guess to explain it another way, what I mean is if, you, if you're a good actor and you're mm. brilliant and they ask you to play a surgeon... Right. Mm. you're going to be brilliant as a surgeon. Mm. They're not going to make you actually do surgery. <laughs> but on the TV presenting role, they will. You have to be authentic. You have to look good. Yeah. Because you've actually got to do the job or it's going to look mental. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's kind of interesting as, a, as an insight to how good they are. Anyway, we always talk about presenting skills. I think probably because we wish we were both best. Right back, on, back on radio. Dev, <laughs> Dev, you're still with us. Yeah. You haven't gone anywhere. It's not like a radio show. You have to hang on the phone line for about 10 minutes. So <laughs> Sorry, Dev. That's something. Sorry, Dev, mate. So Dev's in Melbourne. He says, a few weeks ago, you were discussing the longest walks your listeners have done in a single session. And finally, I had something I could contribute to. In 2016, a few friends and I took part in the Oxfam Trail Walker, which is a yearly event taking place in many different countries. You can take part in the original Gurkha Trail in Hong Kong, walk along the Via Verde of Girona, or for instance, hike through the rugged Australian bush. We took part in the Melbourne event where a team of four hike 100 kilometers and in the process raise money to overcome poverty and injustice all around the world. Sounds like a great cause. Mm. Good for you, Dev. He says, we completed the 100 kilometers in just over 30 hours. Jeez. He said, if you're interested in how many steps that was, this accounted to 140,000 steps. I think if I, I think like if my, one go, that's a fucking lot. My phone detected that. It'd be like, call the police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's been dragged somewhere. He's about to be tortured. Um, <laughs> My brother-in-law Evan did <laughs> the most I've ever seen in my own with my own eyes on a device. With my brother Evan did, did I think my brother-in-law sorry Evan did like ninety-two thousand mm. in a day and a day's hike. So one hundred forty thousand is most I've ever seen. Yeah. He says by far the hardest part was part was walking through the night because time passed so slowly, um, and it was obviously dark between six p.m. and sunrise. We also pretty much ran out of games and things to talk about with each other after about fifty kilometers. And what was motivating each other just turned into tolerating each other as the night went on. Three of us finished the hike. One of our friends picked up too many blisters and wasn't able to go past 80 kilometers. Fortunately, I didn't get any blisters, but I did encounter a lot of chafing uh, and bone bruising, which meant I limped around for a couple of weeks afterwards. I attribute this to having a decent pair of hiking boots, which I did the whole walk in. I recommend everyone do the same. They last forever and are well worth the money. I probably wouldn't do it again, but it's something I'm at least proud to say I've done in the past. Love the show. You've helped me get through many household chores over the years, so thanks for what you do, Dev. What's the deal with like hiking boots? They're like, can't, they always look very, very uncomfortable. Why would you not go for trainers over hiking boots? So the hiking shoes I've got, they have almost like a rubber sole outer. The uh. grip's a lot better. Uh. Um, and they're waterproof. 
Right, okay. And then, so a lot of people wear the boots, which give you ankle support. I don't wear those, which is part of the reason I fucking sprained my ankle about three months ago <laughs> in a really painful way. But they, they're waterproof generally. They've got yeah. better grip. They're designed for walking over kind of rugged terrain. So, for example, if you just have a pair of trainers on, the cushioning would be good. But trainers aren't really meant for a bouldery, rocky trail up going uphill Slippy. where you're treading on lots of different types of yeah. stones and stuff. And you, uh. you just, if you, I'll tell you now, I've done a couple of trail walks in normal trainers. And you just feel every little stone. Mm. And it's just really painful after a while. Those yeah. ones have got much more thicker, rubber-supported soles. What about Spice Girls platforms? <laughs> I'm wearing them. Uh, we'd, um, the Wi-Fi I have access to and I um, hike the old man of store, um, which isn't a difficult one, but it takes you a good few hours. Mm. And the weather can be treacherous because it's in sky, on sky. And some parts of it are quite tough. And we saw like Japanese tourists in like high heels and wedges and stuff, mm. and coming up, going up at half an hour and going, going back again. It's like, <laughs> what, do you, what do you expect to be happening here? <laughs> and the one big thing that I saw people making the mistake of as well was wearing a big poncho. Right, you don't want a big poncho up on a, up on a mountain because it's, it acts like a sail. Oh, you just get blown about all you over. You get place. blown off. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah. And okay. that's not what you're expecting, is it? Getting blown off at the top of a mountain, Pete? It's not what you want. Didn't unless you, in my day. unless you booked it. I don't know. <laughs> As a feature. <laughs> yeah. Restorative. Exactly. There we go then. All right, All right. Then. that's it, Pete, isn't it? Why don't you take us out of here? Uh, <laughs> take us out of here? Like in a little cart. Um, yeah. This has been the Luke and Pete Show. Pass if you want test. to get in touch with the show, hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. Uh, we'll be back on, shall we say, Monday, guys? Shall we see you back here on Monday? With special guest host, Ryland Clark. <laughs> special guest host, Ryland Clark. And uh, yeah, look after yourselves, look after each other, and watch out for any sweary ducks. Yeah, and I think this. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this week has told us that we need to get more correspondence from you guys. Mm. What jobs could Pete do when he's no longer doing this? Mm. What's the longest walk you've done? Have you encountered any talking animals or busty milfs? <laughs> Maybe not busty milfs. All right, because we've already right. got a lot of spam in there. What's your favourite busty milf? <laughs> I'm my favourite busty milf. <laughs> oh dear. Um, we'll be back too. See you See later. You later. Show is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.